The Podcast Revolution Network is a collective of independent broadcasters banded together for mutual support, success, and to raise new voices to our platform. Our shows are made possible through listeners like you supporting our cause. For more information on supporting Podcast Revolution, please visit podrev.org. That's P-O-D-R-E-V dot org. Thank you. Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. I am the S. Anthony Thomas. My friends, this is episode number 236. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, people have asked me uh, for contact information. I'm going to throw the contact information on the front of the show here. Uh, if you want to email me, it's talk to us, Anthony at gmail.com. Talk to us, Anthony, T-A-L-K-T-O-S, Anthony at gmail.com. The Twitter for me personally, my personal Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. The Twitter for the show is at S. At S. Anthony Says. Uh, where's, your, where's your podcast, man? Where are the other places? Okay, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, uh, the, the, the cushions of your couch. I'm everywhere, damn it. Just listen to this crap and subscribe, damn it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Now, folks, I've been saying this before. It, it, it just keeps happening, and I really don't mind. It doesn't really bother me too much. Where I will, I will write out an outline, and sometimes I'll script out some stuff I want to uh, talk about on the, on this podcast. And then something will happen to me that completely changes everything, and all of a sudden, I'm like, you know what? I got to talk about that. And this happened to me very recently because I have a new dentist and new dental hygienist, and things are different. And it's amazing how sometimes little things will happen and you don't realize how much they actually affect you until they affect you. And then you realize how much they affect you. (laughs) I have a way with words. I have been going to my previous dentist for a long period of time, years, in fact. And I, I went like clockwork, sometimes every six months, sometimes every seven or eight months. But usually it was around six months or so. Twice a year, I go to the dentist and the, 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 the hygienist will do the scaling and the cleaning. And the dentist will go, OK, we do the x-rays. You have no cavities. Everything's fine. This, that and the other. And everything was great. But everything was not fine. Because of some, some, because of some previous dental work, I had some stains on a few of my teeth. Nothing drastic. And when you're approaching 50 years old, people just go, hey, what did you expect, jackass? You're approaching 50, you bastard. But it always bothered me that that stuff was there. It never really affected my life outwardly. It didn't make me a less uh, outgoing person. It didn't stop me from getting girlfriends or anything like that. But it always bothered me. I'd notice it sometimes in the mirror. I mean, do brushing my teeth and I brush my teeth all the time and I'd see those little stains and I'm going, is this just what happens to you when you get a little older? You get this crap? Is that what happens? Do I have to put up with this crap until I can get some caps because I don't have cap money because I prefer to have my car? So I just figured, just like anything else, sometimes when bad things happen to you as a human being, because human beings can adapt to damn near everything. Whatever it is, is it's you plus that thing, even if it's something bad. Say your leg doesn't set right because you couldn't get your leg fixed or there's something wrong physically with you that you've had for a long period of time or you hurt your back or your knees are bad and you don't have the money to fix it or it just can't be fixed because of medical technology has not gotten to the point where that specific ailment can be fixed and your bill plus knee problems. Susie plus back problems. And I was S. Anthony plus these little stain, these stains on my teeth. And I noticed them every morning. 
when I brush my teeth. And I notice them after I brush my teeth after meals. And I notice them when I brush my teeth when I went to bed. I notice them. And after a while, I got used to them. And I was a little self-conscious sometimes. I didn't smile as much as I wanted to smile sometimes. Sometimes in pictures, I wouldn't smile as much. Even though they didn't really show up in pictures like that unless it was like a closer picture of me. Sometimes I didn't even want to do videos because I was like, eh. And I didn't realize how much it affected me. Back to what happened. I go to the dental hygienist, my new dentist, my new dental hygienist. She's a nice lady. I'm not going to say her name. I know what her name was. I know what her name was. I'll tell you why. Later on, I know. I remember her name. I'll tell you why in a little bit. So we'll go in there. She's a very nice person, a very lovely lady, very sweet, very, very, very good at her job. I sit down in the chair. She gets to be doing some small talking. It was actual small talk, not that... I have to be nice to this person because they were patient small talk. She was actually genuinely interested in me as a human being. And I was a genuine, genuinely interested in her as a human being because we're both nice people. Uh, that's right. So I sit down in the chair. The chair goes back. Light comes on. Hey, Mr. Thomas, this, that, this, that, that. You can call me as Anthony. You want to dead Mr. Thomas crap. Okay, as Anthony, blah, 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 blah. She opens up my mouth and she goes in to the back first with a little, uh, with a little uh, mirror. Okay, and then she's using tooth terms on double six, six, four JY is good. And XJ six, five, three is good. And double six XYJ six, 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 five, that's good. And double six XJ, and that one's good in this debate. And but yeah, you need to do a little scaling here, but it's pretty good. Isn't that you're doing a good job taking care of yourself? And the six the top six, four, 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 five, six, well, that's good. And six, three, that's good too. What is this? And I go, huh? She goes, you, you, you're new to us. I go, yeah, I just moved on. She goes, um, have you, you had a dentist? I mean, you, you I can see that you, you take good care of you. What's this? And I go, she goes, these, these, these stains on your teeth. I go, well, you know, she goes, and you've been going to the dentist and they didn't do anything about this? And I went, well, I mean, they've been cleaning my teeth for, you know, a couple of years now. And, you know, I figured, you know, I figured it was just maybe some damage and I just had to go get some caps or something. She goes, you had braces or something back? I said, yeah. And she goes, you know, what's, what's the... And they left this on there. I was like, well, I, you know, if you go to a dentist and, you know, they're cleaning your teeth and doing the work, I mean, the simple fact that it's still there, I just assumed that, you know, that was something beyond their specific scope. Maybe I needed to get some kind of you know, um, you know, uh, she goes, no, 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 you ain't got to get the whitening. I could take care of that for you right now. I go, huh? She goes, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. I'll take it off. Okay. So she's doing the cleaning and we're talking. Put me put this, this thing in the suction cup in your mouth. And another thing. And she basically did everything, you know, the clean, the scaling, the this, the that, the scraping, the this, the that. And then she got to the teeth with the problems, with the little cut discoloration on it. And what does she do? She takes a bunch of towels and puts them across my face and leaves nothing but my mouth open. Then she takes out, I can't even tell what tool she took out, but it sounded like some kind of drill deal. And I can hear her on those teeth that had the stains that I noticed every day of my life. I can hear, I can taste something burning. I can smell smoke, all of that crap. And it's, it's smoke coming out of my mouth. I was hoping that some firemen didn't come in and take a hose and shoot it in my mouth. 
And she's still talking. I can't believe they didn't take this off. How are you going to go to the dentist all this time and you have this? I mean, everything else is great. And they're going to leave this on there. This is ridiculous. I can, I, mean, I can see where they did the work on the inside of the mouth and the thing. But why do they leave this? Tooth number one. Tooth two. Oh, man. It's, it's, I, some people just don't. I, I, I can't believe this. I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. I mean, this is. I mean, how are you going to have all the other teeth looking like that? And, and then these these ones with this. Seven or eight minutes go by. She's then she shoots the water in my mouth. Sucks all the whatever was in my mouth out with the suction cup. And then she goes in and she polishes, does the cleanings on all the teeth. Takes out another thing, you know, with the air and more water. <laughs> then the polish, and she goes, and then I, and then I, she takes the crap off my face and I look at her, and she's smiling at me. And I said, "Oh, either we're finished, or I'm looking extra good." She says, "Ha ha, both," and she she pats me on the side of the face. She says, "You can stand up now," and I said, "Okay." And then she handed me a, one of those hand mirrors, and she says, "Take a look at that." And guess what I saw. My teeth looking the way they should look. Guess what I didn't see? Those stains anymore. They were gone. And I mean gone, gone. And I looked and I did not even look like my face anymore. It didn't look like my teeth anymore. And I smiled into the into the mirror and I was very, very happy. And I didn't expect, now who, when you go to a dentist or a doctor, you figure you're just going to go in there. They're going to do their thing. You're going to have your pleasant conversations. They're going to say, come back in six months, come back in a year, whatever your schedule is. And that's going to be that. And by the time you get back to your car and go about the rest of your day, it's just a side note. People won't even ask you, I went to the dentist today. And that'll be all if you mention that at all. That's the only thing that's going to happen. There's no reason to bring up the dentist like that, right? Not a big deal. It's not like you went and got I went and got root canal or some crap like that. I don't need that crap. But I looked in the mirror. And I'm looking in the mirror. Did I mention I was looking in the mirror? And I was smiling into the mirror. And I looked over at her. And she smiled. She goes, That's how it's supposed to look. And I said her name. And I said, Thank you, Miss Intername Inter- Man. I said it about 10 times before I left. And then I jokingly said, you know what? I got news for you. If you can do this to, to these thing, these choppers, I'm moving next because I whole got a lot of, I'm messed up in a lot of other areas and maybe you can fix that crap too. She laughed. I said, I'm taking your mirror. <laughs> and she laughed and then I handed it back to her. And I could all immediately, as I'm walking out of the dentist's office and I thanked her for the 58th time as I left. And I could see her happy because she saw how happy I was because this was just a little bit of work, eight or nine minutes. And it's amazing. Eight or, no, sorry, seven or eight minutes because I, I counted, like, if you don't count the towel placement, seven or eight minutes of actual work on, on my choppers uh, over and above the normal cleaning stuff. And I walked out a different person. She took away stains and gave me my smile back because when I came back out, I was smiling when smiling was normal. 
Like when the guy at the receptionist desk, okay, Mr. Thomas, we're going to get you set up for your next dentist. And I was talking to him. He said something funny, and I smiled at him. When I know for a fact that had that not happened, I would not have smiled in that particular case. I might have done a little that, 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 that the closed mouth smile. I might have done that. But I wouldn't have been as free to smile because I wouldn't have wanted to. Seven or eight minutes of work in that office, and I was a different person walking out. I had my smile back. It was like it was in a box with a lock on it. <laughs> hey, let me get to my smile. You don't get the smile, punk. It's locked. But but it's mine. It ain't yours yet, punk. And then I walked out of the office. Yeah, I want my smile. Give me my smile. You don't get your smile. Oh, crap. He's got the key to the box. Click, click. Give me my smile, you bastard. <laughs> now it's back. It's mine. <laughs> I'm smiling for no reason. I saw somebody get hit by a bus. I walked up and smiled at him. Okay, that part did not happen. <laughs> but it was really weird. And it's only been a couple of days now since then. And I noticed... Even now, when I walk by the bathroom mirror or when I brush my teeth, when I look in the mirror, I still in my mind, I'm looking for that those little those those discolorations that don't exist anymore. And I will never allow to exist again, because now I know that I know what to do to make sure that that doesn't happen. And that since they're not there, it'll never happen again. But a problem that was more important to me than I thought was taken away. A weight that was on me that I didn't realize was there because it had been there for so long was taken away. I was S. Anthony plus slightly embarrassing, smile reducing, picture of myself reducing, video self, videos of myself reducing tooth stains that people probably noticed and went, he's, he's cute, but I don't know. That weight was gone. I don't have that problem anymore. My clothes are getting a little baggy. I ran up the steps. My grandnephew was upstairs. And he called me. And I saw him. And he jumped up. He was excited to see me. And he was jump he was jumping up. And I ran up to the steps and I grabbed him and I spun him around. And when I got to the top of the steps, guess who was not out of breath? Me. Guess who wasn't out of breath spitting him around? Me. Guess who wasn't out of breath running around the house chasing him? Me. Literal weight has started to become lifting because of the way I've changed my diet. And I say this to you for, for a reason, my friends. There's little things that are happening to you right now, little slights, little things that are kind of weighing you down and you don't even know what the hell they are until they're gone. And then all of a sudden you're like, damn, that was messed up, wasn't it? Right? You've been in relationships where... It's just not working, man, or what you're doing isn't working. And I'm not saying you have to get rid of the relationship or anything like that, but you see what the little problems are, and then you solve that one little problem, and all of a sudden, boom, good things start happening. It happened to me, and I know it's going it's happened to you. You're in a relationship with somebody, you have some kind of communication problems. You say hello to her, and she shoots at you with a rifle. <laughs> that may be a little extreme. <laughs> I meant shotgun. <laughs> just kidding. She stabs you. Okay, I'm, I'm just kidding about that also. <laughs> but you solve that little problem, man. Little things do mean something, man. And sometimes you don't even remember the little things until afterwards. Before I went to the dentist, before I went to the dentist, 
there was a guy there that was having a problem with his copay. Whatever was happening, his copay, he was two bucks short, and it was obvious that he was embarrassed. Maybe it went up two bucks, and he didn't know about it. But whatever it was, the dude did not have the money. Needed the money, didn't have the money. Needed it, didn't have it. And I heard him going, oh, two dollars. Uh, he was going through his pocket trying to pick, get up change, and I walked over to him. I said, what's up? I said, you, so you, need, you need something? You need a whole something? He goes, you know, I mean, he's like, I'm two dollars short. I don't have it. You know, I mean, I need this. You know, all I got is I can't give him a car for. I live too far away. I can't. I said, you just need two bucks. He goes, yes. Yeah. I said, and I walked. I said, Stay right here, man. I walked around. So I didn't want to like open my wallet. I had like sixty bucks, sixty four bucks on me, or some crap like that. And I normally don't even carry that amount of money. I normally have like a twenty and like three dollars. <laughs> normally I carry like twenty two dollars on me, right? I just happened to have more money at that particular time. So I walked around the corner, took out the two bucks. I walked back over to him. I rolled it up in my hand. I said. Said, you'll be all right, man. And I shook his hand. And he was he probably thought I was just saying you're gonna be all right, just to you know, to, as a way to get away from him. But I gave him the comedy club owner handshake. The comedy club owner handshake is when you get paid, when you we used to get paid back in the day at the comedy club, because it wasn't that much money, so we could give it to you in cash. It was like fifty bucks or something. You know, have you two twenties and the ten rolled up, and he'd give you the handshake and like, why is this guy shaking my hand? Oh, the money's in the hand. So I gave him the handshake. All right, man, you'll be all right, man. You you you'll be cool. And he had had his hand like he put his hand in me like, what the fuck? This guy shaking my hand for just you know get away from me, dude. You know that? And then when my hand, our hands made contact, because he was reluctant to shake my hand, like why am I doing this? And then he felt the money in his in his hand, and he looked up at me, and he smiled and he nodded like, and then he mouthed, "Thanks, bro." And I, and I looked at him like, "No, don't worry about it. It's cool. It happens to everybody, brother." And I walked away. And then he kind of walked away for a second and then pretended that he found the money in his pocket, walks up to the counter, pays his copay, everything's cool. I'm getting a drink of water from the fountain and I'm walking away to go to the, to, to my uh, dentist's office and he comes running back and he goes, thank you, man, blah, blah, blah. We had a little exchange and all of that. So that's, like I said, don't worry about it, man. I've been there, man. He says, I, says I'm, you know, I, I'm broke too. I just happen to be broke plus two bucks, bro. Don't worry about it. He goes, it's cool, cool, cool. Then he goes back in. I ain't had to do that. But I also know what it feels like to be that guy. <laughs> I've been there before. I know what it's like to go someplace and you're $2 short. And you feel like shit. And you're looking around. I just gave the guy two bucks. It wasn't that big of a deal. It didn't change anything for me. The two bucks didn't affect my day at all. But this guy get to, got to go to the doctor. Same day that I'm going to the dentist. And actually, moments before I went to the dentist. It was a little thing. Didn't mean it you know, didn't affect me any. But he's probably in his he was probably in his doctor's office. Man, that was pretty cool with that brother to give me them two dollars, man. It was probably the same thing with the dental hygienist. She was just doing her job competently. And as I found out from the dentist before that, she didn't have to do that. Because <laughs> those other two jackasses didn't do that. But she did do it. And it literally was a life-changing thing for me because I feel like a different dude now. Little things mean a whole lot, my friends. A whole lot. Just remember that. So if there's some some crap going on with you, you know, some little tiny thing that's messing with your head or messing up your relationships or messing up something, 
just remember little changes, man. Little teeny things, little good things you can do for somebody else can mean a lot to them. Little things you little things you do for yourself could mean a lot to you. You know, get up in the morning, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups. Don't mean that much. Don't kill you too much. You know, maybe buy some some cheap weights, lift them. Maybe get a cheap gym membership, lift it. Eat a little bit differently. And all of a sudden, you can run up the steps and grab your grandnephew and run around the house without somebody going, hey, you were playing with the baby again, huh? Yeah, okay, he's on the ground. Get the defibrillators. (laughs) You don't have to go through that shit. So I have a feeling that uh, my dental hygienist is probably listening to this because she now knows I do this because I told her. And uh, I just want to say thank you. You know, I know you were thinking you were just doing your job, but you really did help me out a lot. You know, I, my smile muscles have use now. They actually are doing something. You know, they got called the same way somebody calls a fire, the fireman or something like that. And they go sliding down a pole. Hey, we're working now. We're going to get to, oh, let's go. Because I get to use them now. Thank you. And as far as my bastards, if you get an opportunity to put a little smile on somebody's face, do it. And that includes you. If you get an opportunity to do something to put a smile on your face, do it. You dig? <laughs> Segment over. Okay, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes. Huh, this is an interesting thing here. Have you ever had a friend, acquaintance, relative, significant other... You like them, you dig them, you love them and all of that. But then they do something or say something or support something that makes you look at them in a completely different way. You can't look at them the same way anymore after that. It happened to me on Facebook, and it happens a lot of times during the political season. If there's a candidate that's to the extreme in one way or the other, and the extreme positions that particular candidate has will negatively affect you and negatively affect people that look like you, and negatively affect people you care about, and negatively affect your area, affect your area, and you know this, this is a fact, it's not something that can be disputed, yet the person you know who has to know this still supports that candidate. That makes you look at them a different way. And I talked about it before. It happened to be on Facebook and it continues to happen. There are people that are retweeting, reblogging and re-thising and sharing and all this kind of crap. Stuff that when I look at it, I'm going, you have to, you have, you at the time have a relationship with me and people that look like me. And you're supporting something that will negatively affect me. And if it doesn't negatively affect me, it will negatively affect my nephews and my cousins and my, you know, my future children. If I have children and my grandnephews, it will affect them negatively on a daily basis. Yet it never occurred to you not to support that candidate because that would happen. Now, if the candidate was doing something that was going to affect your family, your wife, your whatever, you would not even allow it. You would never even think about supporting that candidate. And why would that be? Because you actually care about them. But you don't care about this friend. You don't because if you did, you wouldn't be able to support that. 
And I remember sitting on Facebook with, and I had the mouse, the little, I had the little mouse hovering over the unfriend button. And, and it was really hard for me to push the button on certain people because these are people that I knew for a while. Either I knew them on Facebook for a while or I knew them personally for a while. I haven't seen them in a while, but I knew them. Or at least I thought I knew them. And when you see kind of mildly racist Obama cartoons shared on Facebook by someone you know personally. Yeah, I know I haven't seen you in 10 years, but still. Or I haven't seen you in a month, two months, or six months, but still. Or I saw you yesterday, but still. And at first you're going, okay, maybe they're retweeting it, reblogging it to show how outrageous this is that this is being promoted by a specific candidate. They're not praising it or supporting it. They're displaying the evil of this and then you realize, no, they're not displaying the evil of it. They actually like it and believe it. Oh no. And it hands over the unfriend button. You want to click the mouse or hit the tap the pad and get rid of them. But there's something in you that won't let you do it. Why? Because of the, it's literally like the thing that's stopping you from pushing the button is the residual good feeling you had for them from back before you knew this happened. And you sit there looking at the unfriend button and you want to push the button. You just, you want to push it. There's a part of you that doesn't because, you know, once you push this button, something it's going to be really clear why. It's very similar to something else that happened. Happened to a friend of mine, also happened to me. So, you know, I'm going to change a few things in the story to protect the innocent. Or maybe I'll do a thought experiment. Say for the sake of argument, you're dating someone or married to someone and everything's great. And they know how important it is to you to be faithful and honest because you're a faithful, honest lady or a faithful and honest guy. That's who you are. You've always been that way. You never, it never occurred to you to disrespect your significant other or wife or a husband or whatever. It never occurred to you to do that. And you would not do that. You make it really clear, really clear that you're off the market. You're polite. You're nice. You're friendly. But you make it really clear that you're off the market. And you, then from the looks of what you're seeing from your significant another they're doing the same thing so you feel good you got a you got a mental picture and an emotional picture of who you think that person is and they they're like you they're really good faithful people and oh god you found out they had enough they they got it on with somebody four years ago oh no now, since that time, they felt horrible. They never, it never happened again. Probably won't happen again. But it did happen because it was early in the relationship, maybe a year in. But it still happened. And you find out about it later on after everything's been going good. And now, all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you're starting to look at them a little bit differently. Or you're you're with somebody else and you hear them talk crap about you on the phone to one of their friends they may be just blowing off steam because they're mad at you right now but what they said was really bad they really went in on you and you're thinking that's i mean the, the offense that i may or may not have committed that's way worse than anything that i would have committed you didn't have to go that far and say those things they don't know you heard it but you heard it and you're looking at him a little different you're looking at him across the dinner table and she's smiling at you or he's smiling at you and he's thinking everything's great and you remember what you just overheard or you remember what you found out they did four years ago and now 
you're looking at them a little differently. In the case of the bad thing on the phone, you may be able to get over it because, you know, maybe they, you know, sometimes you blow off some steam. They're talking to a friend of theirs. They say some things that they don't really mean or they're mad at the moment and they didn't say it to you. They just wanted to blow off some steam so they didn't come and blast you. Maybe you can get over that. I've been in that situation where a girlfriend just went to town. He's this. I mean, she probably had devil horns pop out of her head. She probably had fiery coals flying out of the ceiling and was standing over a cauldron with boiled baby seals in it while she was talking crap about me and then she when she realized I was in the room she comes back out of the room and now that she's blown off steam and realized that she was wrong and didn't think that I knew about it she went back to herself but I'm looking at her like I know what you said how dare you and I'm looking at her a different way And that's what happens. Back to Facebook. So my hand's over the button. I'm looking at the button. I'm thinking about what this guy just re reposted or shared. or And I'm looking at him and I'm looking at him. I'm going, I want to press this unfriend button, but I don't want to press this unfriend button because I actually know this guy. I've been to his house. We drank it. Well, he drank beer. I drank soda. We did that together. And I'm going to push this button. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to scroll down. Maybe... Maybe I was wrong. Let me see. Let me just scroll down. And I scroll down. And I scroll down. And I scroll down. And I scroll down. And it's the same stuff. I scroll all the way back up. And I mouse over the unfriend thing. And I know the second I do this, he's going to notice after a while. I'm not seeing this, any of S. Anthony's jokes or what the hell's going on. Let me go see what's good. Unfriended. And then he's going to contact other people. Did S. Anthony unfriend you? No. Oh. Could you write him and let him know that he unfriended me? Maybe he did it by accident. I know that's probably what's coming. And I go, let me push this. Oh, let me scroll down further. Maybe, maybe that was maybe uh, scroll, 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 scroll back a year. Oh God, it's uh, just as bad. Oh God, because I remember a guy that was that was a is a certain cable news network that is, does blatantly bigoted crap. And this guy was reblogging stuff that was easily fact checkable. You know, the kind of stuff that if you have common sense or you're not in it, you could tell that this stuff is not correct and a complete bold faced lie, but you reposted it and shared it and all of that crap anyway. Now, are you willfully ignorant or do you just actually believe this crap? That's what I'm wondering. I'm like, I've been to your house, man. You've been to my house, man. We broke bread, bro. We've been on shows together, dude. We rode on long car trips, man. And this is what you think? Is this what you think of me? And I don't even want to be in a position where he goes, well, I don't think that way of you because I've been that in a situation where somebody goes, I don't think that way of you, but. And I don't even want to hear what happens after the but because I don't want to be one of the quote good ones, unquote, because I don't believe in that ridiculousness and that's insulting to me and insulting to everybody 
oh, you're one of the, well, you're not like the other ones. What do you mean by not like the other ones? The fuck does that mean? <laughs> scroll, scroll. Oh, God. It just, it just keeps getting better. So I got my over the unfriend button and just click two days later. Did you unfriend bloopty bloop? Yep. Why? Why don't you go read his page? All right, hold on. Scroll, scroll. Oh, shit. The fuck is this? Exactly. Excuse me. Click. <laughs> this guy probably went back and just like, you know, I have like 27 less friends. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> it's really weird, you know, when you find out that there's something about someone that you didn't know and that's something about that person that you didn't know you know it's kind of the nail in the coffin even though there weren't any nails in the coffin it's like the coffin had no nails in it then you see this one thing and all of a sudden somebody shows up with a nail machine gun a brrrr, i just want to nail the whole damn coffin after that crap just don't need forget the last nail nail all put all the damn nails in at once damn it <laughs> it's amazing and the reason I was thinking about this again, again, because I was reading a story about uh, my hometown team, and there was a player that was talking about how some of the players in the locker room of my hometown team, some are Hillary Clinton supporters, and some are uh, uh, Donald Trump supporters. And they were friends, they were on the same team with the same goals. But this political climate, these two partic particular candidates, and some of the things that Donald Trump has said regarding race and people of color and stop and frisk being national and all of these other things make the black players go, what the fuck? You supporting this guy? Like I said, sometimes people will say things or believe things or vote for things and you look at them a little bit differently. Just like a cheating spouse or a friend that does something that makes you go, damn, really, bro? And normally, like I said, I, normally I, I don't get rid of people because they differ from me politically. I actually like to hear information from people with different mindsets. I have my, my ears are open and my mind is open. But just because you have an open mind doesn't necessarily mean you got to let everything in. It just means that you consider everything. If you have an open door policy for a business or you have an open house, you do want people to come in and you're open to having people come in to check things out. But if somebody walks in with a machete and they're saying, I'm going to stab everybody because that's what I do, you're going to close your door to that guy. If somebody comes in and he's got a shopping cart full of flaming, flaming bags of poop, you're not going to let that guy walk in. Why? It says open house. Yes, it says open house. But just because it's open doesn't mean I let in everything. It just means I consider everything that comes up. And I've considered everything that comes up. When I registered to vote originally, I looked at my options and I know that I have to vote and it's important for me to vote and I always vote. But when I looked at what's out there, I looked at the fact that we have a two party system democrats and republicans 
parties and that's all we have and when you have two parties and there's no third party what do you get diametrically opposed opinions that race further and further from each other just to differentiate from the other and that's why I've never registered with either party well I didn't you know I'm an independent non-affiliated that's how I'm registered because one party can't stand me and another part party doesn't pay enough attention and thinks I'm damn near invisible and just assumes things. Which is why, fuck both of y'all, but fuck one of you more. <laughs> one party quadruple fuck you and the other party fuck you. That's how I feel about them both. So... I have lost slash gotten rid of some people because like I said, if somebody, if you have similar goals and you have different opinions of how to achieve those goals, you can work with that person. If you're going in completely different directions, you can't work with the person. I want to get in the car and I say we should get something to eat because we want to watch the UFC fights and we want to get some steaks and hoagies and chips and crap like that. And I think, well, I think we should go to this supermarket. Well, I think we should go to that supermarket. What are the what are the pros and cons of going to your market? Well, my market has this, 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 and this, and the price is this, 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 and this. Well, my market, this, 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 and this, and the price is this, 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 and this. Well, your market's better. Hey, or your market's better. Hey, or screw it. This is an occasion that we really want to have the stuff that we want. Why don't we take a, get some stuff from your market and some stuff from my market? See, that's how you can work together on things. There may be a market that's just way better, and you both decide to go to that one or the other. Or maybe the markets, you need to go to both of them. Even if it's a little bit more difficult, you go to bo- both markets. But what about you're in a situation like we are now? Hey, I think we should go to the market and get this, 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 and this. Oh, yeah? Well, I think we should go to the peanut factory and roll around on the floor. Um, what? Yeah. Forget all that. Let's just go to the peanut factory and roll around on the floor. I'm allergic to peanuts. Yeah, well, I'm not allergic to peanuts, and it doesn't matter to me that you are allergic to peanuts. I know you're going to swell up and die on the floor, but I'll have an endless supply of peanut butter. So fuck what you think. Let's go there. Well, let's not go there. I, I, you can get peanut butter at the supermarket. Yeah, but I want to get it from the peanut factory. But I'll, I'll get sick and die. Doesn't matter to me. It ain't happening to me, so it doesn't matter. Can you work with that guy? No. Would you want that guy in your house when you just told him that you're allergic to peanuts and go into the peanut factory? We will fucking kill you. And he says, I don't care because it doesn't happen to me. Let's go to the peanut factory anyway. You wouldn't have you wouldn't go to the peanut factory. You wouldn't go to the supermarket with that guy and you wouldn't have that guy in your house. And that's what we're dealing with right now. So if you got anybody who's trying to peanut factory factory your ass, get rid of them. I had to do a purge on Facebook before, and unfortunately, I see now I'm going to have to do it again. (sighs) I'm a lot more careful picking my friends now, so it's a little different. I don't have any new friends that are douchebags. But back then, it was a little different. I was just, you know, kind of accepting anybody (laughs) who, you know, so it is what it is. But I understand that. Like I said, that article brought up a lot of lot of thoughts for me. And I put up, I actually put up a, a, a poll on Twitter. Now, by the time you hear this, the poll have expired. 
But it's still an interesting question. You know, my question was, if you're a black dude and you have a white friend that supports Donald Trump, or if you're a Mexican person and you have a friend that supports Donald Trump, or if you're a white person who support who is more left leaning and you had a friend that supports Donald Trump, or you're a white or you're a lady and you have a friend that supports Donald Trump, how do you feel about that? Does that change how you feel about that person? Because in the case of this locker room with these players, it did change some of their friendships. And I'm one. I just wonder about that. I'm just curious because I have some friends that not necessarily just Donald Trump, but they were friends that. There were politicians that, done, that did really horrible things and said horrible things and news stations that said really horrible things and people that I knew were all for it and retweeting it and they're thinking it was great and ha 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 and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked at them in a different way. And as open-minded as I am, if you're all for something that's going to mess me up badly or mess up my friend, my friends badly or mess up my family badly and you're all for that, then that means you ain't for me. In more ways than one. And it's a shame. Segment over. My friends, I want to talk to you about liberation. The liberation of being an older guy. Liberation of middle age as you approach it. Because at that point, and I know this from personal experience, you stop giving a crap what people think. Now, I'm losing weight now and it's becoming successful now. Why? Because I'm not trying to kill myself in the gym and do this double. You know what I did? I am just changing everything. I'm eating better. I'm already an active guy and I'm dropping weight because I'm an active cat and I'm not eating as much crap as I used to. And I don't have to worry about cheat days and no cheat days and don't cheat that and don't eat that. I don't got to do any of that crap. I know what's bad for me. I eat a whole lot less of of it you know i know what's good for me i eat a whole lot more of it and i just do what i'm already doing and i work out and then that's it and it works for me my pants are getting looser and all of that kind of crap but even when the weight that was that has been gone now was on me i still walked around in a t-shirt with my gut you know why because i'm 47 years old and i don't give a crap what your punk ass thinks that's right i actually went to the door with my shirt off and some hot jehovah's witness lady was standing there and well i waited until she stopped vomiting and then i said first of all lady i ain't cleaning that up and she said and vomited some more then i closed the door because that was rude Okay, that did not happen. She only vomited once. (laughs) Also not true. She just threw up in her mouth a little bit. But I'm telling you, I don't give a crap, and you shouldn't give a crap either. Middle-aged men and women. Middle-aged women, okay, so you got your bellies a little soft, you had some kids. Any dude that's like, I know she's not a perfect kid, don't worry about that crap. He's a punk. Any real man doesn't give a crap about that crap. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's right. You realize younger women find me attractive now because I don't give a crap what they think anymore. When I was younger and I really cared about what they thought, they had to, well, they started to feel the desperation and smell the fear. And some of them would take advantage of that crap by beating you down by looking at you funny or beating you down by laughing when you asked when you asked them out well guess what that crap doesn't work 
Ask any guy that's been married for any length of time. When you first got married and your wife was mad at you, same thing with you ladies. When you got married and your husband got mad at you, you actually gave a crap and you felt bad and you felt guilty. You probably moped around a little bit. You probably whined on the phone to your friends because he or she is mad at me and all of that crap. But I got news for you, damn it. After you've been together for a while, you don't give a crap anymore. You start to think, wait a second, if I didn't do anything wrong, and you're upset and you're ticked off and you're whining like a punk and I didn't do anything that's your problem you'll get over it parents you know what I'm talking about first kid you got bubble wrap on the little bastard kids two through whatever get the hell out of here you'll throw them across the room because you don't feel like getting up to hand them to the relative that said can I hold the baby can I hold the baby yeah go long make a cut at 15 yards I'm gonna have already don't worry I will have already thrown the baby before you make the cut and then when it'll, it'll I'm gonna drop the bed the baby right in the bread basket just don't drop him and if you do drop him make sure if he's going out of your out of your hands towards the ground and he's head first just kind of smack his feet to spin him around so he won't land head first on the ground that's all i ask that's right i said it you know what i'm saying you get your cell phone it's your brand new cell phone maybe you spend a lot of money on your cell phone something i won't do and something i haven't done mid-range price thank you and uh, you get your cell phone who am i kidding lowest price available and <laughs> you get your cell phone you walk around carrying it like it's a little baby like it's a little baby you won't even touch the touch screen that hard oh god i and six months later, can I borrow your phone? Yeah, there it is. You, you, you drop it and kick it across the room to the person because you don't give a crap. Well, it feels good not to give a crap. I love not giving a crap. You know, usually in society when people don't give a crap, it means they're rich and powerful. Rich and powerful. They don't give a crap about getting tickets because what's a $31 ticket if you're rich? Who cares? But you care because you're not rich. But I'm telling you right now, my friends, we should all be in a position where we just don't give a crap about crap. We should be all sitting there going, you know what, that crap over there, I don't give a crap about that crap. I think that's great. You have this a lot of power in not giving a crap, people. There's a lot of power in it. Right? The only problem is there are certain people in power that don't give a crap. Now, that's a bad thing when people in power that don't give a crap because if people in power don't give a crap, the crap that they don't give a crap about is the crap you have to deal with and then your life turns into crap. I'm about to turn 48 years old. And as I get older, I'm starting to give less and less of a crap about things. Went to the store. And when I was, a couple of years ago, there was this gorgeous young woman at this other store. And for the first time in a long time, I was nervous. I was never going to ask her out because she's too young for me to take it, to take seriously. But she was the first person in a while that made me feel like an idiot on the inside, even though I'm really good at being smooth on the outside. On the outside, hey, what's going on? How you doing? This, this. On the inside, he's and I'm not kidding. That's exactly what was going on in my brain. And then she smiled, and I was like, inside, outside. Yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a good story. It was nice to meet you. Inside. But somehow, over the past year or so, I haven't seen her in a while, but she was so gorgeous, her face was burned into my brain. 
And today I saw her again. And she's even more gorgeous. And this time she goes, you look familiar. And I said, yeah, you used to work at the whoop-de-whoop. She goes, oh, yeah, that's right. I do work at the whoop-de-whoop. Hey, how you doing? And I'm going, hey, how you doing? And inside of my brain, you know what I said? Hey, how you doing? You know why? Because I didn't give a crap. I'm not asking her out. I'm not fantasizing about taking her to Bang City. I just want to buy my stuff and leave. And I just lied to you. I absolutely would love to take her to Bang City, but I'm not going to try to take her to Bang City because she's too young for me to take seriously about going to Bang City. She's in her early 20s, probably 23 by now. I don't give a crap. And it felt good. What felt bad was the fact that the simple fact that I was the only person there that wasn't drooling all over her. It made her more intrigued with me. And now she's going over out of her way to flirt with me to try to get me to give her the same response that everybody else was giving to her because she's so incredibly gorgeous. And I didn't give a crap. I really just didn't give a crap. I'm nice to everybody, but I didn't give a crap. Could you hit the pause button, please? Oh, my God. Oh, dude. I know some people in the house here with us. I had to pause the button. I almost break, broke down laughing. I was right about normally I don't give a crap. But I'm telling you right now, if that woman said, drive to your grandma's house and push her down the steps and we can go to Bang City, I'd push my grandma. I would actually take my grandma to someplace with more steps and push her down those. Yeah, that's right. I said it. I don't mind lying to my audience sometimes. Normally I tell them the truth. But I was just bursting inside to let somebody know that I would I would actually skeet shoot family pets to bang that woman. Do you understand me? Yeah, man. Jesus Christ. Why are you whispering? I don't want anybody to hear what I'm saying. It's just us here, stupid. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, well. And I was, I was I was actually just doing a segment for my audience about not giving a crap and all of that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I don't like lying to them, you know, but I figured it's going to make me look better if I do lie to them. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they're dumb enough to think that I wouldn't want to bang a 23 year old. That's that some smoking out 23 year old. I mean, I, I personally think my audience is full of good people. But if they believe that they are some of the dumbest bastards on the planet, I mean, I've been this is episode 236. If they don't realize how much I love banging, they they would. I mean, who doesn't love banging? You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go to that store with that 23 year old in as much as possible until I can figure out how to get next to her to take her to Bang Central and Bang City and Bangville. She's too young for me to take seriously. The hell out of here. You 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 would really have sex with a 23 year old? What are you new? Hell yeah. I mean, not you know, not like every 23 year old, but that that one definitely. Shit. I'm, I'm, ah, she's too young that's why I had to hit the pause button I was trying not to laugh she's too young for me to take seriously get the fuck out of here please you kidding me I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to nail it because if I have sex with her you drop that 23 year old good loving on me I might propose to her in the middle of the getting it on session you know that's probably, that's probably the real reason why I didn't do nothing you know what I mean but you know I mean uh, you know you know, I, mean, I don't like lying to my audience, but I mean, you know, I'm not going to tell them that I'm the kind of guy that, you know, will occasionally like to get it on with a 23 year old. I mean, I'm, I'm 47 years old, you know, under normal circumstances, I usually date ladies who are in their late 30s, you know, but um, 
somewhere around or close to my age. It doesn't really matter. As long as they're my age or around that age, I kind of like women that under normal circumstances. But I'd, I'd make an exception to nail this 23-year-old and get it on with a real good. You know, after the Trump tapes came out, you know, it's kind of dangerous to even be anywhere near a recorder to have these kind of feelings and to say things like that. Yeah, you see Billy Bush around here anywhere? You see any Access Hollywood microphones? Huh? Huh? And it's not like I'm saying I'm trying to grab women by the genitals like that jackass said. I don't touch women without their permission or anything like that. You know, I just like young, hot women, and I like I prefer them to women that are, that are more age-appropriate. I mean, what, you know what I mean, I'm saying? It is what it is. You know, women that are that age are so smoking hot, I have no choice but to bang the crap out of them. You know, now Trump's a pig, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to nail somebody's married women or something. That would be gross. But I mean, what's, what's wrong with giving a good young woman a good deep drilling? You know what I'm saying? I mean, to nail broads is what dudes are supposed to do, right? Man, this, this, this would be really horrible if sometime in the future you decided to run for president. And I mean, just imagine the campaign ads when they would say, yes, Anthony Thomas, a guy who likes to drill young 23-year-olds. I mean, th- what kind of what kind of language is that to say you want to drill and then to, to call women broads? Look, I'm a man, right? And then when this world, what a man says goes and broads have to do what a man says. You understand? Man, men, 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 that's right. <clears throat> all right dude just uh unpause this and we're gonna finish up this segment because the show's almost over but i mean what do we, i mean yeah, look you know literally we looked at the stats half half of your audience is women yeah the half i want to drill <laughs> and i don't like to call them women i like to call them broads broads that need to be drilled <laughs> you really have a mental problem so what okay let's finish this segment and uh you know you ready yeah, I'm ready. <clears throat> All right, uh, one, on the count of three, push the uh, you can push the button, and I'm gonna go back to acting like I have some sense. Uh, one, two, three. So anyway, guys, um, like I said, you gotta remember it's very important to to not care what people think. You know what I mean? You know, like the big story right now is this, you know, Donald Trump tape where he was caught and he was rec- he was recorded saying these really, really horrible things about women and, you know, thinking of women as sex objects and stuff like that, you know. And it, you know, he's, he's talking, I mean, I, for, I forget which, which, which reporter, actually, I do remember which reporter he was talking about. I'm not going to say her name because, I mean, even as far as I know, may it might actually be someone else. I'm pretty sure I know who it is. And, and I actually enjoyed her work on Access Hollywood or, or whatever show she was on. And for him to be referring to women, you know, was in, 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 in words and language, other than the kind of language that's respectful and nice, you know, um, and I think women are equals and they should be treated as equals, you know, and, and the more we, 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 we realize that women are, are so important to us and we should respect them and love them and, and treat them with the same respect that we give men. I mean, I don't even know why that's a question. You know, it's, it's kind of idiotic to even think anything other than that. They should be getting paid the same amount of money as men, you know, and all of that other kind of stuff. So, you know, when I heard that, that the, the tapes, I mean, you would figure, it's like, dude, there's, there's a recorder right next to you. Who who says sexist stuff? First of all, you shouldn't say sexist stuff anyway. But to be dumb enough to say sexist stuff right next to a recorder. I mean, if you say sexist stuff, I mean, you should have enough. You don't know who's recording you. I mean, if that ever comes out and if anybody overhears that crap, 
and then they hear you being nice during the regular part of the recording, the next thing you know, people are going to realize or at least think that you have a different agenda when the recorder is off, you know, and it's embarrassing. It's, it's, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm, I'll be honest with you, man. I can honestly say, and I'm glad to be able to say this and I'm proud to be able to say this. No matter what happens, people can do all the digging they want. They will never hear me referring to women in derogatory language like that. They will never hear me over-sexualizing women like that. I wouldn't do it. And it's disgusting and it's wrong, you know? So, you know, you know, because I wasn't even going to talk about Trump in this segment because, um, uh, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, it's, it's kind of a divisive topic, you know what I mean? And I don't, I don't want to be that type of guy, you know? So, um, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm gonna have to pause and look at my notes. I'm, I'm sorry. I normally I don't, I don't use my notes during the show. Could, could you hold? I mean, well, as it turns out, since you're listening to this, there really won't be that big of a hold. But I mean, I'll, I'll pause and even if it takes me a couple of minutes to look at my notes uh, to finish off this segment, it's not like you're, you're gonna be able to detect anything because on your end, it'll just, it'll just be the, you know, there'll be a slight pause and then it'll, then it'll continue on. So could you hold for me? I'm just gonna pause for a second because I had some notes on some things I wanted to talk. About. Hold on, please. Oh God! I almost vomited in my mouth just now. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, I, got, I almost threw up listening to you talking about how you don't want to say anything about women. I, I mean, listen to what you just said. <laughs> I got news for you. As soon as I get finished here, I'm gonna go back to that store, charm that 23 year old, and drill the crap out of her. Ha <laughs> ha! I'm gonna bang, 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 bang that young broad. I'm gonna give it to her real good. <laughs> I don't even know what her name is, and I don't care, cause the only thing her name's gonna be to me is yeah, girl, take that. That's what her name is gonna be. You know what I mean? All right, give me those notes right so I can finish off this segment. You know what I mean? Oh God, oh God, I got, I gotta go back and uh talk nice again to finish off the show please please people i'm glad this is a podcast they don't even realize i have naked pictures of young bras all over the wall bras that i drill on a regular basis and drill and drill and bang and bang and bang don't even know their names and the ones whose names i knew i made it a point to not say their names so i could forget their names so i could just think about the banging and drilling and banging because that's it me and women and banging and drilling and banging and banging all right, you got the notes. Thanks a lot. Oh, God. I just got to go back and bang that young broad. Okay, on the count of three. Uh, I'm put the recording button again. Ready? One, two, three. So, guys, uh, here's the notes. The notes here, um, you know, you know, as, as it turns out, I, I, when I look at these notes, I realize I actually pretty much covered everything I wanted to talk about in this segment. So, um, I just want to say one, one, one last thing before, uh, just to finish this last segment of the show. I just want to say right now that... Um, you know, you shouldn't really care what people think about you. You should only care about what you think about yourself and realize that, you know, it's all about you. You know what I'm saying? And and, and to be good to people. You know what I'm saying? If you have, you know, if you see a lovely lady walking down the street, be respectful. You know, don't be yelling across the street. I'd like to do that to you. And Come on, man. Just just walk up to it and say, hey, excuse me. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to be rude or anything like that. But you're, you're very, very lovely. If I'm out of line, I'm, I apologize. But I just think you're really, really special. And if you're not seeing anyone, I was wondering if maybe I could take you to dinner. I mean, isn't that better than saying disgusting things to women? You disgusting bastards! I mean, come on, just calm down, grow up. You know, a presidential candidate objectifying women and saying stuff like that. I'm disgusted. 
should be ashamed of yourself, everybody. I'm not even talking about that guy because I know of the rest of you guys with your locker room talk saying all sorts of disgusting crap like that. You know how many times I've been in the locker room with people that I knew and they're saying all kind of disgusting and derogatory things and all sexualized crap about women. And usually what I do is I walk up to them and I enlighten them and I say, listen, buddy, don't do that. And then the guy will go, what are you, some kind of narc? And then I'd smack him in the mouth. And then I'd back smack him. And I'm saying, I won't stand for this language. And then I'd take him and I'd push him out of the gym and to teach him a lesson. And then I usually wind up getting high fives from the other enlightened men in the gym. Because I never hear me doing that crap. So like I'm saying, folks... Yeah, and, and and I know that knows a lot of you guys thinking I'm a big punk because I, I because of, of of the fact that I won't allow that kind of language around me. I understand that, but this whole segment was about me talking about how I don't care about what people think. I'm gonna be the enlightened man that I am, whether you disgusting ruffians like it or not, you bastards. That's right, sexist pigs. Segment over. All right, folks, this has been episode number two hundred and thirty-six of the Yes Anthony Says podcast. And I'm wondering how many people, because as many times as I do these these podcasts where I put the weird, I'll talk about something serious and I'll put something wacky in the middle of it. Every once in a while, 99.9% of the people that listen to the show uh, get what I'm doing and the fact that that's actually satire. But there's always one person. Hey, man, I'm listening to your show and I can't believe you said that. I'm guaranteeing you there's going to be at least one person out of a whole lot of people. There's going to be at least one person that listens to that last segment and doesn't realize it's satire. And to that person, I would like to say, did you just listen to that segment and you hear all those fake things I put inside the segment where I was lampooning people that pretend to be enlightened but actually are not enlightened and then they expose themselves on tape later on when people find out that they said things that they claim to not think if you really believe that I actually think the things that I was characterizing in that sketch that were obviously me making fun of people with those attitudes, then you're not a regular bastard and you need to start, you need to stop and think, man. Do you get offended at tweets and then you reread the tweet and realize, oh shit, I misread it? I'm guaranteeing you. I'm going to get at least one email. I can't believe you said that, man. And then I'm, and then a week later, I'm going to get an email. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, I just kind of fast forwarded a little bit, and I didn't realize that you that you were just joking. Sorry, man. So I'm going to save you the second email. Damn it. <laughs> Sometimes I read those emails. And I'm going. Does this guy realize I'm just kidding here? What the hell's going on? What do you do? Fast forward or something? Anyway, folks, that has been this episode of the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 236. I want to thank you guys very, very much for listening to my punk ass. Remember, the email address and not the one to complain about stuff, damn it, is talk to us, Anthony, at gmail.com. T A L K T O S Anthony. You know, mine's my, you know how to spell my name, at gmail.com. Uh, Twitter address for me specifically is at S. Anthony Thomas. The Twitter address for the show is at S. Anthony Says. I am on the Podcast Revolution Network, obviously. I'm on uh, Spreaker now, uh, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, or you can just go on Google, type in S. Anthony, the S. Anthony Says podcast, and just pick a place because I'm like oxygen. I'm everywhere, baby. I'll be everywhere, man. My podcast is everywhere. Podcast everywhere, man. The podcast everywhere. You dig? Much love to you all. 
Thank you very much for your support. Thank you very much for subscribing. Thanks for telling friends because I see all the new people coming along. I can tell when you do it because I, I look and I see this gigantic spike of new people. And it's right after you guys listening to the show. You listen to the show and then obviously, you know, you tell people and then a couple of days later, boom, there's a whole bunch of new people. And I appreciate that. I know exactly what you're doing and I really, really appreciate it, you bastards. Now, folks, like I always say, it doesn't matter to me whether you're listening to me in the car, on a treadmill, on a riding mower, or walking down the street. I thank you very much for allowing me into your phones, into your ears, into your lives. I love you, you bastards. And on the count of three, I'm going to say the goodbye the same way I always say goodbye. And I want you to say it with me. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out.